If you like your extreme metal in Spanish, head down to the Park Theatre on June 12th to see Mexican metal band Brujeria, along with Canadian punk legends Dayglo Abortions, Insight, and local suburban hypocrites. This week's episode of Witch Please Radio is brought to you by Fourth Quarter Records. It's a Winnipeg-based label and recording studio home to 3Pete, as well as Eggs Solo Projects and Charlie Feta. You can find their merchandise, including the awesome new 3Pete hoodies, online at fourthquarterrecords.com. And if you haven't seen these things, uh, you should definitely check them out. I mean, a lot of local artists are wearing them right now, and it's very cool to see the support uh, from across genres. Uh, as soon as those 3Pete hoodies came out, I've been seeing all kinds of people posting on social media, and it's, you know, people in rock bands, electronic music, uh, soul music, whatever. They're all sort of supporting the 3Pete gear. So there's definitely uh, a lot of love and support for 3Pete within the local music community at large, and it's very cool to see. You're listening to Garbage Show, Winnipeg's first podcast network. All right, well, welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm in the uh, food court again. Uh, this seems like a common place I end up a lot of the time doing these, but it's just nice and central, right? So it works out. Is it, like, really convenient for you, basically, and for everyone else? Yeah, because it's like, you know, uh, I do my regular Monday night podcasts, yeah. like, at people's houses and jam yeah. spaces and whatever, and then this is just if I have some time on my lunch hour, yeah. central meeting location, and I've been doing a lot here, actually. It's, do you notice a lot of noise? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sure okay. do. On the, when you're, I guess when you're transferring it. Uh, is it a problem at all? Or no, because like, the the, the, volu- the the way these mics pick it up is the volume of the voices is so much louder. Right. The background noise, it, you forget about it in five minutes, so it's... Uh, it just becomes atmosphere. Yeah, exactly. Noise. And every once in a while you hear some kids <laughs> screaming or something and it, it, it jumps <laughs> out of the mix. Yeah, yeah. But That's pretty good. Yeah. For, for us, I don't know if uh, that's a big deal, kids screaming. Yeah, no, no, it's kind of uh, kind of standard right at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you don't recognize the voice here with me, uh, it is someone who's been on the show a lot. Uh, not recently, I guess. No, it's been, it's been a while. But uh, yeah. yeah, Elliot Walsh, also known as Nestor Winrush, and probably a bunch of other names. Still, yeah, yeah, or are those the two, the, the, the real name and the, and the stage name? Yeah, yeah, sure. Whatever. Sure. Okay. <laughs> All right. Or Ness. Or Ness, whatever. right? Yeah. So yeah, and you, uh, from what I can tell, anyway, it seems like you're slowly moving toward releasing things that have been long in the works, right? Like, I keep, you know, every, yeah, yeah, every few months like, there'll be, like, a single, and then... It's it's basically an accumulation of works. So, uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but it doesn't even matter. Um, <laughs> just that, for sure, there's going to be a live mixtape that's being recorded at yeah. the beginning of June. So we're doing that at the Tallest Poppy. Got a cast of characters um, that are going to be recording songs. It's based on the premise of the idea of home. Okay. So we're just exploring that whole idea. Like whatever so that means to the whatever people. Whatever that means to you. So there, there's general ideas that I give to the, the MCs or the singers to work with, but most of it's just about, in general, what is your idea? Okay. Some of it's about like you being home for a while, or being away from home, that idea of longing, of maybe anticipation or anxiety of going back. Maybe you left something behind. Right. And you're going back and you haven't dealt with it for a while. Um, those are issues. Uh, got someone that's writing with a bunch of their youth um, in, a, in, in their drop-in and just talking about the nature of being homeless and addiction and yeah. mental illness and, and that sort of issue. Like, you're not even feeling at home in your own body. Okay. Like, it's very, very interesting and just these diverse ideas. And when you 
deal with a cast of really talented people, um, it's I think the best will come out. Yeah, for hopefully. Sure. Like it's just it's an experiment. Well, I want to I want to try and make this jump the queue and release it before the actual show okay, happens. Cool, so cool, 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 cool. because I, it sounds like a really cool idea. How does a live mixtape actually work? Like, what's because uh, so, I saw I saw the event and I'm like, well, I kind of get what this is, but I'm not sure if I'm fully. It's a matter of making sure you got the right sound person in place. Yeah. Um, and then presenting it like it's a live show, like okay. having different elements involved, like in terms of keeping people's eyes on what is going on. Um, and ignoring the fact that it's actually being recorded. Right. Um, having a mic in the audience and giving all these people a bit of hints of what to do, because I just thinking about uh, like the Curtis Mayfields, um, Donny Hathaways, yeah. all those albums that were recorded basically in a smaller room. Sure. Um, and how they were picked up, uh, the ambiance of basically like here. Yeah, you hear, you hear someone in the background saying the background. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you want to feel like you're there. That's all. Okay. Um, and also the people that are a part of it, uh, maybe give them one chance to hear each other's verses or parts and do a bit of practice, and then it's live to cool to basically in front of everybody else. Here, I'm almost seeing these songs at the same point like Brandy was the audience. That's awesome. Which is cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. So um, I like that idea of unexpected, maybe improvisation. Yeah. And I know that I'm dealing with professionals, so even the improvisations will have maybe that stroke of genius to it. You know sure. What I mean? Yeah. Um, and then we've got Steve, uh, part of Three Pete, making the beats. Oh, right on. With uh, Osani Balcaran, uh, who works at Three Nine Three and uh, is a youth mentor to many. Okay. He's gone through the ranks of lots of our programs. And uh, he's a good producer and rapper in his own right these days. So just trying to give a good mix of now the young people or the younger artists and then like some of the vets, see yeah. what, what happens basically, you know? So is your role just as a curator of this yeah, basically? Just You're just curator. sort of controlling who's yeah, where? Just, and... I don't really know about controlling, but <laughs> giving ideas. You're selector? Yeah, yeah sele selector, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so it, it will flow. We want the show to flow and to be consistent so once the program starts you get a good hopefully 30 minutes of programming that's really awesome i'm gonna play like two songs in it okay that i think fit in um, like songs that you have previously yeah, yeah yeah or actually songs that people haven't heard so anyways um yeah and then just we're gonna have it go to cassette that day oh that's awesome in the because we have um anthony so ao KS, so Aoks, I think that's how you pronounce the name. Right, I've seen that on the internet, I don't know how you say yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, they're DJing because it's a synonym, wall-to-wall -wall kind of party, their okay. first Fridays. So, after we play, they go on and do like a two-hour set, and during that time, Crab Skull is going to be recording it because he has his tape company. Right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he's going to be dubbing cassettes. Like, live at the yeah, show, that's awesome. Live at the show. So, we're going to make a master of the live. And just hand it out so people have stuff to walk away with. That's super cool. Yeah, like, might be limited copies because it's only well, so the much time. timeline. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But it's it'll be dope. And then put it to SoundCloud or whatever else. Yeah. So is the whole thing being recorded or just certain parts of it? Whole thing. Okay. So from beginning all, yeah. to end. Yeah. That's just cool. That's cool. <laughs> so it's like I hope that my my general idea is maybe there'll be two issues out there that are floating around. One that is the cassette version. Yeah. And then one that I've listened to and actually edited just okay, a little okay. bit. So you get a bit smoother 
Right, you get the one that just happens yeah, right just there. Happens yeah, right there, and then so it's like if you get the cassette, you have something that no one else has. Basically. Yeah, that's cool. That's Which really is, cool. I think, is pretty awesome. Have you? Where did the idea for this come from? Has this uh, been like I did a, a live recording in two thousand and nine. The one that's on Marathon of Dope. That's on Marathon yeah. of Dope, and I just was I always like live records. Yeah, I do too. And um, I just think right now in Winnipeg, there's so many talented people that it could be pulled off. Yeah, I think so. And uh, the funny thing is that now I've seen that there's a few of these kind of ideas of live mixtapes now surfacing here, uh, sur uh, surfacing here and there. Okay. Um, so it's like, yeah, it's. I think it's just, in a way, kind of time for something like this to to happen. And honestly, I'm just feeling creative. Yeah. That's well, it's an interesting it's, way to, to do something creative too, right? Oh, yeah, because you're getting so many people involved, and yeah, and it's forcing me to actually release something. Right, right, yeah. It's I I got all these all these all of us creatives out there. We 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 have these bursts of creativity, and then we don't want to release them, or yeah. we keep them to ourselves, and we don't think it's perfect or whatever it is. And this is one example of. It yeah, to happen and not caring if it's perfect, you just take it as it is. And I, I think that the people are good enough that are working the project, and it will be fantastic no matter what. And as much as my hands are off of it, the better. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's interesting the way you kind of describe the the creativity thing because I was uh, I did, did one of these Robert Crooks uh, last week or two weeks ago, sure. and I don't know if it'll be out by the time this comes out. But um, and we were sort of talking about the same thing, and I kind of feel like he is another guy like that who will sort of agonize over getting the perfect version of what he's working on. And my my attitude when I was in bands and stuff was just, as soon as it's done, it's done, move on to the next oh, thing. Man, you... And I would release, I would want to release literally everything, right? So it's, I think it's like the, the two opposite ways of, of doing stuff. And there's bad things about both and good things about both. There's, so, it's funny, because I know with your your podcast, yeah. it's as much as possible that is in that interview live you yeah. want to keep yeah absolutely yeah. and it's yeah. like and now you say about bands that's what you want it's to the same thing I want to content massive amounts of content yeah yeah, and it's like and I know Crips and I have had these conversations before too um, in terms of he'll he's like me in a way like you hear something you've made and you just don't like it yeah exactly it's just it's almost like you want to delay that <laughs> also uh, but yeah it's it's hard it's a balancing act man. yeah um, well, because the benefit of, of the way you and Rob do it, I guess, would be that like the thing that actually gets released is probably going to be something that's actually as close to perfect as you can get it. Whereas doing it the way I do it, you oh, can end up with a bunch of shit, right? Because like, because you're rushing things. It's a fine, it's a it's a fine balance, though, right? It, it's I find that I don't. Oh wow, I don't want things necessarily perfect too. Yeah, it's there's only so much you can beat your head against the wall. And you want people to feel that that fluidity of what you're doing, yeah. As opposed to being structured like everything else out there and polished. Um, but you want it, the message. I guess the message is more important to me than anything. Right. So as you have to work on got, that to get that. Yeah. As yeah. long as I got the what I'm saying across. Yeah. In the way that I want to say it, and whatever interpretation people take from that, that's fine. But I said it the way I want to say it, and that's. It's always been a big thing for me is being judged on what I actually said. Yeah. As opposed to, oh, I messed up that line, and now someone's going to read it this way, and it's like, that's not what I wanted to say necessarily. Right. Um, which is a big deal.
watermelon in a pit of fell. Winter in the words, wandering a well, flipping through a page is welcoming sails. Warmth in the whispers, exhilarating tales. In sweaty rooms, the beat prevails. Hint of Chanel, nape of a neck, peach like sweat, the moon just left. continuity wise yeah. and I know some people think that's kind of anal or or a bit drab or over dramatic but it's uh some people really emphasize the rhythm and the beats and all that a yeah. lot more and yeah you want those hitting but it's like you go and talk to the person mixing and engineering it that's that's their job yeah um your job as a, a performer is hitting those notes and sometimes they're gonna be off and you like that just a little bit. Yeah. So it's not making someone want to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's, that's interesting thing too, because this has actually come up uh, uh, quite a bit on the show over the years of doing it, is that uh, my impression at Winnipeg in general, and this is more in certain types of music than others, but is that Winnipeg audiences like to hear something that's slightly broken. Because like, we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. It's, I feel like, I mean, a good example of it is like country music, right? There's, there's so many people doing root stuff, folk, country, bluegrass, all of that. And it seems like the ones that are most popular are the ones that are a little bit rougher around the edges, you know what I mean? Interesting. And like the, the strictly polished country stuff, there's big fan bases for that, but it, it's not, it doesn't have the same like fanatical following mm -hmm. as someone who's a little bit rough and maybe a little bit off key or a little bit darker, you know? And I, I don't know if that's a Winnipeg thing or just an everybody thing, but it, it definitely screams Winnipeg to me a little bit. Kind of like when you said we're broken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh. I don't have a question there. I just. <laughs> it's, yeah, it, it's people out there think about that. It's because most of your listeners are based in Winnipeg, right? Yeah, most of them are musicians, for the most, like as far as I can tell, anyway. So. Yeah, and it's just um, we're. I really feel that an artist should be a reflection of where they're from. Yeah, absolutely. Or what they are from. So those are two different things. Uh, but along the same, I guess the same, the same tree of thought. Yeah. So it's like you were raised in an environment from people that came from a different environment. So you are a product of that. Yeah. But also you should be 
person or an artist being a conduit of the actual physical place that you were from. Yeah. And you can't avoid it. No, it's going to come out regardless. Really yeah. yeah, no yeah. matter what. And I, I don't care if you're from Tuxedo, North End, Maples, like St. Boniface. There are certain elements that all of us share being there. Yeah, absolutely. Which is, is strange. But it comes out. But it then really does. That kind of ties into something else that is related to the whole brokenness thing is that uh, I, I think that Winnipeg in general, like the, the music audience has a really high bullshit detector. Yeah. Like people, they well, recognize authenticity. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, if someone's being real about where they're from and however they're expressing that, it's, you get it. And oh. if it, it, there's so many people who try to sound like something that's distant from what they actually are and doesn't work. Or, or the audience picks up on it, right? It's, so, it's super dope when I see a guy like... Uh, there's some of you guys out there, uh, lavish and uh, oh, I always mispronounce this man's name. Uh, oh man. Anyways, there's a bunch of South End rap dudes. Yeah. And um, I like to see on their Insta where they they claim the South End where they're from. Yeah. And just because uh, that's where I grew up as well. Right. Like, before I moved to to Saga and. Um, it's cool. I always love hearing dude shout out the North End or yeah. like women and men like, like shout out where they're from because it, it's it's like a gloat, but it's it's it is who you are. It is, yeah. Even and if so, you move away, you're still. Even if you move yeah. away, that it's this whole debate of I get in with, uh, and I know that most of us being older, um, we get into these debates with our friends and I know in the neighborhood that I was from in Saga in particular uh, we'd always make jokes of somebody's not really from there right? because they only went to high school there and you gotta be a few years removed from being high school so you had to be like there from maybe middle school yeah yeah or like to be a legitimate yeah, member a legit yeah yeah member yeah. of the neighborhood so um, and then when you move away that is who you always are, yeah. like, uh, which is those formative re years basically make you who you are. Well, you can't you can't take that away from no, your personality; you it goes with you. Yeah, and and this goes back to like all the music that that you liked growing up, and that was from Winnipeg or yeah. the PNC guys. Right? Yeah, like Peanuts and Corn as artists, I took them for granted. Um, in in the Toronto region, don't really listen to them. Right. They were really hardcore into who they were. Yeah, they sound like they're from here. Yeah, which is what like I like about here. them. Yeah, and their lyrics are laced with references. Even sometimes they're inside jokes. Yeah, but it's like, no, they never shied away that they're from Winnipeg and, or from Brandon. Yeah, and people don't get that. Like at that time, you're either New York artist and proud, or Los Angeles, or or the South, right? Or the South. Or, even before the South. Yeah. The South was even hiding that they were from the South. Like, right, they're trying to sound like New York. They're trying yeah. to sound like they're from New York, like production-wise, so on and so forth. And this, uh, so this outpost, Winnipeg, became this, this springboard of ideas to so many other yeah. artists that were out there. And it's only through time that I've realized the impact that 
those cats had on a lot of other rappers. For sure, yeah. And artists. But anyways. No, I, I really, I, I like, I, I always like hearing um, local references, even if I don't get the reference. Yeah. In yeah, anyone's yeah, yeah, music. Yeah. I mean, someone could be from, like, somewhere in Africa, and they're talking about some town I'd never mm -hmm. heard of before. But it's cool, because, like, there's something connected to it that they're, they're obviously emotional and oh, man. spiritual. I was, and I was sitting down with this, this one youth, and I should just say, like, uh, I do uh, instructing at Studio 393 Graffiti yeah. Gallery. It's a, a satellite of the Graffiti Gallery. It's at the Skywalker. It's a youth drop-in. We deal with um, dance, music, and, and art. But anyways, so one youth came in, and he was just dropping some rhymes, playing some some music he made. And uh, he was from he's from somewhere in Africa, west Western Africa. Okay. And so... He's rapping, I'm listening to him, and I'm just like, dude, there's no reference of where you actually are from. Yeah. Like, put in a bit of that. I mean, he was just, I saw his eyes open, his mind was blown. Like, that he could do that. Yeah, yeah that he yeah. could do that. It's just like, yo, you can put in a few words from whatever you speak. Like, if it's, you want to put a bit of words from French or your, your native yeah. tongue, like, you should do you know, it, how yeah. many languages do you speak? doesn't have to be the whole way through even though you can have a few songs like that. But if you want to do English, you can throw in a few words from where you're actually from. Yeah. So it becomes almost like that authenticity, but also when your people listen to it, like in the community, they hear it, they yeah. hear that and they're like, that's just for us. Yeah, for sure. And for and sure. It's like, so Winnipeg are saying Winnipeg stuff and they know it may go over some people's head, but anybody that's listening to it, like yeah, in Churchill or or in Calgary, or they're like somewhere else, and they're like, oh, that was for me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I have a really good example of that, actually. Not Outside of hip-hop, too. I mean, like, Propaganda is so huge, oh, right? yeah. Massive. And they have so many Winnipeg references mm -hmm. and hockey references in their in their songs. And I, I know I've mentioned this on the show before because I love it. There's a video of them playing in Australia, and um, they have the song Gear Coach's Corner. Mm. And the song is specifically about Ron McLean and Don Cherry, right? And it's like about specific things that happen on that show. And the entire crowd is singing along. <laughs> and he's naming all these like cities he's been to and played on rinks at and stuff. And it's it's very much about Canadians and hockey. And like they don't even party know what hockey is, but it means something to them. And then for the Canadians listening, and you're like, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm. And it's they did that also with uh, they had a song where they referenced those um, billboards that were on Broadway. It's like we stand united with America after 9/11. Oh, wow. okay. And they referenced those in the song. And I mean, to anyone listening outside of Winnipeg, and they even said on Broadway, it's just a reference to some kind of political thing. But like. When I first heard that, I was like, holy shit, this is, I walk past those every day, mm. like on my way to work. And it, it means something more, I think, to, to get that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I, there's so many stories that need to be told. And we're in this age of where diversity and representation really matters. Yeah. Or, sorry. Not necessarily matters, but people actually care about it. People are interested, yeah. Yeah, they're yeah. interested. And it's like... I want to hear references to areas by Turtle Island, like the the center there. I yeah. want to hear like references to East Kildonan or off of Layla. Like yeah. I want to, I want to, I want those stories to trust because from neighborhood to neighborhood, there's different things that happen, and I'm a firm believer in that. Us as artists, we are the reporters. We are yeah, the absolutely. columnists. We are all these things that. We are responsible for telling us. Even when we're having a party, making party jams. Yeah. They are of us. For sure, yeah. Not yeah. to betray those things, you know? Absolutely. And it's really important. It's like, if you're from St. Patel, 
rap like you from safe to tell. Exactly. Whatever yeah. that means to you. Yeah. Just rap like it. Like, if you are Métis, rap like, have some references, some cultural shit in there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like an obligation, but don't hold it back. Like, if you're saying, oh, no one's going to get this reference because it's too specific to me. No. Put it out there because it is specific to you. Yeah. Well, I, I, just, just one more example of something like this that I've, I've been thinking of um, since we've been talking about it. Mm. Uh, there's these guys in Winnipeg who are... Uh, it's a Polish group, Polish Canadian group, mm. and they do a lot of dub and reggae. Mm. And when I first interviewed them, I just thought this is cool. These Polish guys playing reggae, and I had this pre preconceived notions of what kind of stuff they were listening to based on hearing their stuff. Mm. And it turns out there's this massive scene of Polish reggae in Poland that is very different from the Jamaican stuff. And they were they were based on that basically. That's what they were listening to. And the guy gave me a mix CD, and it was like it broke my understanding of what they were doing because it's very distinctly Polish reggae and these guys are in Canada are now doing that and making their own thing Winnipeg influenced Polish reggae which is weird but it's like very 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 specific and it's cool and now that I know the background of what they were influenced by it's like a whole new thing I liked it first of all but now I like it more having kind of understood the, the weird way it got to here kind of so it would work basically in the same way that English reggae is its own yeah I guess sub culture of Jamaican reggae, the root. Right, basically. right. And like, as someone you know from an English background, like yeah. I mean, I heard a lot of English reggae growing yeah, up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and so that got me into the Jamaican stuff. So if I started a reggae band, I don't know what it would sound like. I mean, maybe it would be influenced by the English stuff more than the Jamaican stuff because that's sort of the you know, like Whoa. it's weird, right? Yeah. We're in an interesting world. Yeah, it's really strange. It's cool though. I mean, it's you get exposed to so much more stuff. Yeah, it's um. Always wonder about the line of appropriation, right? And then appreciation, and like it becoming something else. Oh, where does um, it go from to do yeah, its own yeah, thing? Yeah, from, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there has to be. There's a line. There is, yeah, yeah. of appreciation that happens, but it's then what it morphs into, kind of thing. Ah, and I'm just going on these tangents. No, it's, a, I, it's um, interesting. I like the topic. <laughs> it's a uh, in in being in in this city. It's like. What was cool about growing up in, in Toronto and going back to this like whole mixtape idea yeah. Of, yeah, yeah. of home and place, like it means something to, different to everyone, right? And um, something that can't be taken for granted. So just thinking about growing up in, in the greater Toronto area, in Mississauga and Cooksville specifically, and just hearing how everything was influenced by like West Indian yeah. slang and, and music and jargon and didn't even become prevalent. It was always shunned. Like, that's too Canadian sounding. Right. No one in New York says those things. I definitely want to go to get big. Yeah, right? yeah. And yeah. then it's like, Drake explodes, and now everyone's used that kind of slang. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, being in Winnipeg, though, and seeing the influence of, like, this being Treaty 1 territory, but, like, land of uh, Anishinaabe and, uh, yeah. like, Dakota and... You got your, your Cree and Ojibwe and so on and so forth, right? So, um, but the influence of the First Nations people in the music now. Yeah. And, like, I'm talking about in rap and in electronic music. It's so heavy. Yeah. And it's, it's good. Like, this is the music that you chose to choose as your art form, but influence. You bring your culture into it. bring your culture into it, which is... In a weird way, that's what hip hop is. Sure, yeah. It's always been this 
taking sounds and melding them in and it becomes something else, but still in the same vein of yeah. being Yeah. Well, do you know um, <laughs> Chuck Copanis? Yeah, yeah, of course. That guy's doing the same, I mean, but yeah, he's doing the same thing. Like, He's actually been by Studio 393. Good dude. Actually, yeah, awesome really dude. Yeah, super yeah. intelligent. Um, in terms of, and I, I don't want to, I say intelligent, but it's because I don't want to use the word genius because I don't know him enough. Yeah. But you know what I mean? He's, he's bringing average. that culture into, yeah. yeah. He's above average in terms of perception and yeah. understanding and, and digesting things and making things happen. Yeah. So if I say he's pretty much genius, just take my word. No, I, I, so. I mean, based on his music alone, I mean, I, I actually interviewed him right here okay, like, a few months ago, so, but yeah, yeah. So he explains how he was trying to break down playing his instrument and finding the rhythms and so on of just like the drum, the circle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 and round dancing and all that. And it was like, because it was so important to him that his culture comes into jazz music. Yeah. And um, that's what it's about. It really is. It's like, I don't have to hide myself. No. We should, music, should not should be, music should be always changing and going with the people. Yeah. Because it needs to speak for the people. Because a lot of the time, us as a mass or collective, we are ignored. Yeah, yeah. So music sometimes is the only way you get in those ears of people that necessarily wouldn't be in your circle. Yeah. Per se. And if they're all trying to sound like someone from the States yes. or whatever, it doesn't work. You don't get it. Yeah. And, and then you become that inspiration for us, that next generation of kids. And it doesn't even have to be those kids from your cultural background. Yeah, exactly. It's just that some kids listen and be like, oh my gosh, this is different than what I was listening to. But this is from where I'm from or they're doing something distinctly of them. So I could do something yeah, distinctly. For, for sure, yeah. Like I have value. My voice has value. Which is amazing. Yeah, and then they take whatever they're getting from there yes. and moving it on to with their own thing, and then yeah. So it's 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 all those things, man. Yeah.
I'll try to earn her respect, try to pay my respects. Say we worn by the shore, tombstones and mad woods. Gabby Roy, French Pong, weather in some winter storms. Phone in the transit day before, snow falling on the folks. Epitaph to Birmingham, where we are captured in stone. R.I.P. to Tobacco, so release the Mimico. Held your hands to let it go, wrote this album to let it go. how this has turned into like the, the topic of the mixtape is sort of <laughs> the home thing well, we've been getting in there like yeah I want this is also another thing of this idea of home I want people to really examine those ideas yeah like what are you doing about your home what are you doing for the place that you live the community that you live in um, how do you fit in like how are you relating to people in your family yeah like just have those conversations of priorities of where you live. And, yeah. And have pride. Like, um, this is only one bit of part of that conversation, but it's Winnipeg's a special place. And um, some people say that we overstate it because I think, like, for 20 years ago, 15 years ago, even, we were really silent as Winnipegers yeah. to the rest of Canada. And the world in general. It's kind of like we're ashamed of it almost. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of ashamed. Yeah. And it's like, no, no. We are the home of Louis Riel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We are the home of so much change. And well, the, the general strike, all that stuff. The general strike, history yeah, is, like, yeah. It forms a socialism. Yeah. And yeah. this hybrid of socialism and capitalism. I know people out there are like, what's this guy talking about? Yeah. These <laughs> academics out there. But at the root of it, it's like Saskatchewan and Manitoba are these weird bastions of... We are capitalists, but yeah, you gotta still look out for the people. Like, well, you can do like Tommy Douglas and yeah, the real. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. really need to look out for the people, yeah. and that's what the overall consensus should be. It's you're making money, mm, look out for someone else. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and it will help them and help us out all in the in the bigger term. Of yeah, which I think happens locally in art for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's totally yeah. that's what happens in art. Yeah. And, um, and ideas. You're not like. 
I'm not into this whole high school idea of you have your own cliques and all that. I try yeah. to be, I try to avoid that as much as possible. It's hard to avoid. Yeah. Because, I mean, there's people that you relate to and get along with a lot more. Well, because you have the same points of reference, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. point of reference. Or there's just relationships that have been built out, built over time. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah. And, and you can't disregard those and you only have so much time in your hand. Um, and you don't want to disregard those. But it's... Yeah, sometimes just stepping out of yourself and trying to create new things. Yeah. And trying to bring up the younger the younger cats in there and give opportunities so their voices get to be heard. Yeah. And um, Well, that's usually how it works, right? Is like some younger artist is going to get... No, no, I don't know what the word is, like pushed almost by, by an existing established one to yeah. get, get heard. It's, it's, I think it's inevitable that... People that are coming up, they just come up because there's that perseverance. Yeah. And, well, now it's so easy for them to do it too. Oh, it's yeah. just changed it's, completely, right? It, it is. It's it's completely changed. But you also want people to feel like included and to understand that even if they came up by themselves, um, that there is a community around. Them. Yeah. So that when if there's maybe I don't know something happens with internet controls or. Getting music off the SoundCloud is not the prevalent way of doing things anymore. Yeah. Like, you're still going to have to work within a community. And look out for someone that's right behind you. That's sure. maybe not getting their chance. And you think it's just as talented. Yeah. Or more. Yeah, think more, for sure. And it's, it's just... I don't know if you... You listen to that uh, Chance the Rapper... Uh, just did a speech at a university. I read about that. I didn't read it. And so he gets into this whole thing of surpassing the people that were before you. Okay. That's your obligation, especially as, as and I'm going to say this as, as black people. Okay. And your responsibility is like moving, doing things, like people sacrificed before you. Right. Uh, and it wasn't as easy. And uh, your job is to innovate, but also help out the other people. Yeah. Um, I know that wasn't your speech helping out the other people, but it's like, that's how you get it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, anyways. Now I sound like a, a communist. I'm just a Winnipeg. Yeah, I think most, most of us probably sound like communists if you take it to a certain point, yeah. yeah. And I'm not saying that's a terrible thing, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't want to misrepresent myself. It's yeah. just, uh, I have these thoughts and I really believe in community and whatever community that is that you're in, yeah, there's uh, there are people that need opportunities. So. Sure. So give me opportunities. Yeah. So give me Awesome. So do you have? Um, I mean, I know in the past year or so you've had a couple of songs that have come out of your own your own work. Oh, we're on that. Yeah, again? yeah. Let's go on that a little bit. Just to just switch gears here a bit. Do you have? I mean, do, you got T-shirts now. I noticed that too as well. So you're. Oh yeah. So what's what's happening with your own? Uh, All the stuff it. that I have that's supposed to be. Uh, EP with uh, Roddy, yeah, McEnroe, yeah. It's all with McEnroe right now, which okay. is good. Okay. So that comes out whenever he decides to put it out, right? Which we haven't been able to say oh, for years. <laughs> uh, and so I've redone a few things, and now I'm I'm more content. Okay. And then uh, got a, a seven inch that's going to be put out, yeah, sooner than later. Okay. Um, which features. It's already been out on uh, on 
on SoundCloud and all the streaming services yeah. like iTunes and Spotify. Um, and a bunch of guests on it, right? And a bunch of guests. Yeah. So it's like got Bird of Prey, it's got Len Bowen, yeah. uh, my buddy Bad Mattis, who does the 204 YGBG yeah. 204 yeah. shirts, uh, Yai from Peanuts and Corn, um, and we're just, just making rap record songs. Uh, and on the B side is a song with Odario Williams of Grand Analog. Cool. Um, and that's produced by our buddy Stace Prince out in Vancouver. And uh, the A side's produced by a guy uh, named Moonshine. So, okay. yeah, I got a few things coming out. Cool. But the, obviously, the, the most pressing is the live mixtape. Yeah, it's the live mixtape, and it's the one that I have the least <laughs> voice on, yeah. which is good. Because then I could listen to it. <laughs> you don't have to, yeah, yeah. You don't have to judge your own performance. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. I, I, I'm actually enjoying the idea of being able to witness something happen and then being able to listen to it later and being blown away. Yeah. And be able to pick it apart. It's all, it's all new to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and I hope that other people out there get that joy out of it as well. Uh, and and keep pushing that envelope. Yeah. Like, we need that. We really need that. And to tell our stories. Tell our stories. Yeah, which is I think what a lot of people are trying to do now. Yeah, There's more emphasis on that. It, it's it's great because I know that when I first came out and it's I really put an emphasis on that, um, and I like that the world has really changed. Yeah, really has changed. Well, yeah, you were talking about being from Winnipeg like ten years ago. Well, like well longer than that. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. And like just. I remember there was a time that I was doing, um, oh, this makes me sound old, <laughs> but just to give reference, I was doing these fundraisers, small fundraisers for the Children's Rehab Center, just attached to some shows, Yeah. and I had someone come up to me and they were like, why do you care about your legs now? And it's like, well, I always care about yeah, why wouldn't my artificial you? limbs, but... I actually have now uh, a channel, a vessel, to communicate about that there's a place that goes and does fitting for kids yeah. um, and helps out children with disabilities. And I want people to know about it. So yeah, for sure. Why wouldn't you? Why yeah. wouldn't I? Yeah. And it's like, if something's near and dear to you or attached to you, I wouldn't say you have the obligation, but it's a lot easier to talk about it and bring attention to it. Yeah, it is for sure. So, Especially if you have some kind of platform too. Oh yeah, yeah, you have some sort of platform. It's like, you just, you do it or you don't. Yeah. And I chose to do it. Yeah. And right now I'm talking about it again. Yeah. Well, but, <laughs> so, yeah. Children's Rehab Center. Go check it out. I think they moved to Notre Dame. Oh, did they? Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, they got like, there's an old uh, garment factory and I, they renovated it and I believe oh, cool. they're there now. Cool. Um, and that's through a lot of fundraising from wonderful people like yourselves that listen and, yeah. and uh, a lot of private do donors. And, um, so yeah, it's a, there's a lot of things that are easier for us to talk to because it's part of our everyday yeah. experience. But if you're not talking about it, sometimes how do people know about it, right? So Well, especially now that they're presented with so many different options of things to oh, read yeah. about or listen to. Or, and yeah. and it, it's, it's cool. I want to... As a listener, I want to be enlightened about something that I don't know. Yeah, of course, yeah. Or hearing something more about something that I know just a little bit about. Um, we're humans. We're here for only so much time. 
and some of us may think it's a waste of time trying to understand other people. Yeah. But I really enjoy the fact of trying to understand. Other For sure. People. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point, right? Oh yeah. yeah. So what, what's yeah. the point? Like, there's so many of us on this planet. We're gonna run into each other all the time. Yeah, you might as well learn how to cope with each other. Yeah, for sure. And appreciate, actually. Yeah, appreciate and cope. So and share. Yeah, and share, share your so own. It's like, yeah, it's it's big. We're storytellers. We're walking stories. Yeah, we're footprints. Well, everybody has one too, which is yeah. like the, the thing with like I mean, anyone can do something like this. They can take a, a recorder and interview someone, and mm-hmm. they should. Or they can take a camera on their phone and document something. Like, yep. it always astonishes me that. Now that all this technology is available and people can just do this so simply, people do the opposite. Like everyone has these kind of disposable, everything's disposable now. When uh, you have the opportunity to keep things. I've seen a lot of people just like, you know, they, they'll, they'll do a show, they won't record it, even though you can, you can do it, you have it there. I mean, you don't have to do a professional, but my thinking has always been, if I'm doing anything, any kind of project, I want to document the shit out of it. Just because I, if I'm putting the time and effort into it, it's got to be important, at least to me. You know what I mean? And maybe it'll be worthwhile to someone else, but there's a lot of stuff that just gets thrown away. But it's interesting though too, right? It's like, you get into this whole talk of, uh, do we, you say everything's thrown away to a point, but also the value of just living in that moment. That's true, that's important also, yeah. It's, I don't want everything recorded. I do. <laughs> yeah, I know, I yeah, know, yeah. I, but it's like, I wanted that, I'm watching something or listen to it, and I'm just watching or listening. That's to true. It. Yeah, there's a benefit to being the only seeing it one time, and then it's and then it's, yeah. it just fades or it becomes something else in your memory. Yeah. You know? um, and it forces you to take something out of it. Right. You just can't go back to it. Yeah, and, you can't yeah. go back. That's, to that's, it. like, that's a good point. Yeah. And so, but there needs to be a balance, right? So it's like in this world, we need people like you who are archiving things that for are some archiving reason. Yeah. Things. Yeah. yeah. And it's just oh, whoa! I didn't know about this. Oh, prime example is, and I've told this story now too many times <laughs> this last month, um, when Prince came to Winnipeg, yeah. the late great Prince, when he came to Winnipeg and played on his birthday. He did an aftershow, right? And he did the aftershow. Yeah. And I went to that at the, at the rendezvous. Now it's the like condos on top of Yeah, it. it's gone now, yeah. And I was just, the only Prince show I've ever seen. And he played for, I would say, an hour and a half to two hours. Might have been more than two hours, actually. Yeah. And I was like, man, that was a fantastic show. But over the years, you start having these conversations of, was that recorded? Like, yeah. He does these after party shows, like, on his birthday, like, in Winnipeg now. Where did it go? Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. And then it surfaced. Oh, it's almost really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I heard like, something about that. And yeah, it's yeah. just like, whoa, yeah. someone did it. Yeah. And I haven't listened to it, but. I feel happy that it actually exists. So people who missed it, like I wasn't at that show, yeah. but yeah, now I can go find it. And, and now yeah. it's like, it's out there. Yeah. So Winnipegers and people outside could actually be like, Prince played here on his birthday for a crazy amount of time after his actual show. Yeah, yeah. He indulged another audience and some of the same audience with more of his his gifts that go beyond yeah, other yeah. human beings. Yeah, for real, yeah, definitely, <laughs> that guy, yeah. I don't know, like, I, I feel like lately I've been, over the past, well, I've always done this, but over the past year or so, I've been 
kind of hoarding local music to the point mm. where uh, if I go to any thrift store or whatever, I'll look through and because, because people are getting rid of CDs now. There's tons of local CDs that mm. are just available for cheap. People have been giving me boxes of CDs of old bands and stuff they don't want anymore and I'm kind of just trying to collect it. And there's so much of this stuff that's just otherwise would have been gone. Mm. And there's a lot of bands that I think of that when I was, you know, first started playing bands in the mid-90s and stuff, they never recorded anything. And I remember them being great, and it's just, it just doesn't exist. So it's that's what kind of bugs me about oh, the disposableness man. is like how many great artists that they stop for whatever reason that you know they got a job, quit playing in a band or something, and they had this great thing, and it's just gone. Have you had Bunny on your show yet? I haven't, no. So whenever I see Bunny post something on Facebook, yeah, and um, and and for anyone out there, Bunny's like foundation hip hop DJ in the city. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I never met him, but I know of him for sure. But, yeah. but just yeah. like for the audience yeah. to know. And so we've done like shows with Shades and they've referenced things, right? Yeah, absolutely. But I was just thinking of like before them and like the Hard Edge Posse and there's a few other groups that never were fully recorded in terms of an album. Right. And they opened for like Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince yeah, or Boys to Men or something like that. It's like these people don't exist in a recorded format. It's weird, yeah. So th- they're just forgotten or left to the memory of people in their late 30s or into their from their late 30s the to, 40s, yeah. to their late 40s. Yeah. And then and the 20 year olds don't even don't have no idea. Yeah, that's what sucks, yeah. And I mean, if that's the nature of culture, so be it. But. I think that's, I think that's a crime. Honestly. Yeah, like a cultural crime. Yeah, it's because it's gone. It's just it's you can't gone. you can't go get it anywhere. And these are cats that inspired. The people other inspired the people who inspired. inspired yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's always good to be able to go back to that. Um, man, I could I could talk to you forever. Yeah, but we don't have that. Time. No, we should probably. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the show, the show, uh, the, the June second show. It's June first. June first. June first. Tallest yeah. Poppy. Um, come out, you'll be surprised who's going to be playing there. Some of, some of the normal cast of my homies. Yeah. Uh, and then just other voices out there. Um, can have 393 included in there, some of the artists. Okay. And uh, yeah, just ideas of home. Whatever that means to you. Cool. And some good beats and uh, limited capacity. Yeah, it's a so small it's a place. Friday, yeah. yeah, and look for it on SoundCloud and whatever else. I'll try to keep people posted on my Instagram and on Synonyms Instagram as okay. well. And um, yeah, keep spreading that word. Come on, people. What is the best way for uh, people to find out more about what you're up to? I mean, aside from this show, is it uh, just Instagram and stuff. Or? I would say Instagram would probably be my easy, the easiest way to okay. find out what I'm doing. And I don't feel all weird about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you got a few pictures, you see my baby every so often. Yeah. My, my baby. Seven-year-old, you don't see the rest of my family because I keep that very private. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I love all very much. And um, <laughs> yeah, just just follow me on Instagram, just Nestor Windrush. Okay. Simple. Cool. And um, yeah, you'll find anything else you want about what I do and other people that I work with from there. Okay, awesome. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, you go to witchpolice.com. By the time this comes out, we'll be almost 300 episodes in. Jeez, God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Congrats, Yeah, man. and um, so you can get all those dating back to 2012, including a bunch you were on in the early, early years of it. I mean, Yo, you are one of the first guests. I, I was going to say, man, I saw last week, or a little while ago, yeah. the, the one you top did with, 10. Yeah. And I was like, oh, the Black, like, Black Lives Matter. That one is up Can't again this week. It was up, and it was like... 
Wow, people are actually interested in that right now? That one's been downloaded 50 times this week already again. I don't, know, I don't know what, someone must have shared it, right? Somebody has obviously shared it and people are checking it out. Because this is from like four years ago. Yeah, and I was like, I remember doing that episode and how, as a, just going on this last yeah. year. And as a person that's been writing about just issues of, of police and black people in Toronto and, and being shut up a few times about it. And then this whole resurgence of people being aware mm -hmm. Um, just a younger generation and I remember being confronted with that and going on the show and I still was trying to gather my thoughts around yeah. it and I probably feel different about it now and more strongly yeah. than I did then but I mean you were you elaborated on it pretty like, uh, you, went, man, you went off on it I always feel yeah. like I don't say enough on those, yeah, yeah, on those yeah, issues yeah. and it's it's, uh, it's also different and I, I could say this because sitting there with two of my good friends. Yeah. But it's different sitting there with two white people, three white people. And, Before and, Rob was there too. Yeah, and it's like, as opposed to sitting there with a bunch of black people or aboriginal folk yeah, or yeah. like Latino, like brown people, just the issues, things that you forgot will resurface. Yeah. And um, that whole issue. But the people that were there, they're actually in tune with things going on it was good to see my friends actually making points and yeah and they're observant writers and um but yeah it's like it's really good to see that episode resurface not because i'm on it because, because of what we're talking about yeah it was actually yeah. being talked about it was it's neat it's neat that that came up i'm not sure it's wild man i don't know where it comes from like some episodes like the propaganda one comes up all the oh, time but it's propaganda. yeah and like fred penner and <laughs> stuff all, like, all the kind of yeah, high profile yeah. people they come up all the time but every once in a while there'd be like one from you know five years ago and it's just who who found this like and then yeah who found this and who did they share with like and how did, yeah i don't know i don't i don't get that kind of stats from it so i don't know but anyway, one more thing I want to I say before we finish this is um, September 30th at the Park Theatre, uh, I am involved in putting on Winnipeg's Manitoba's first podcast festival. And the idea oh, behind this is we're, gonna, okay. we're trying to get everyone in, in the province, basically, who is doing podcasts uh, to come down. And people who are interested in starting one, want to do DIY radio, anything like that. And we have panels set up with a bunch of people from radio, from, from the podcast world, people involved in all different kind of creative things in Winnipeg. And it's going to be live podcasts recorded and Q&A session on stage. And we're hoping people in the audience will come ask questions, learn how to use equipment, mm. um, you know, learn how to do an interview, things like that. We have a panel on women in podcasting. We have all kinds of stuff. And I'm working with um, uh, Stefan Richard, who does the uh, Digital Drum Podcast for okay. APTN. And uh, he interviews a lot of indigenous musicians across the country. Oh, nice. Okay. It's a great podcast. And he's, he's involved with it. And uh, Roger Boyer, who is a filmmaker. Yeah, and Roger's yeah. been by 393 yeah, before. He, so the three of us are kind of putting this together. Okay. And, uh, oh, that's a good team. Yeah, yeah. September 30th is the uh, International Podcast Day, apparently. Okay. So we see, I, none, of us knew what, none of us knew about it, but we thought, okay, it's a cool thing. So it's going to be like a whole afternoon at the park with, like, you know, uh, info sessions, training stuff. Like, basically just, if you want to do what I'm doing or what those guys are doing or whatever, just come down and learn how to do it. Ask questions, meet people. And yeah, that's the idea. Awesome. So. Yo, I want to make one last plug. Sure. Um, if you got youth that are between the ages of 13 to like mid-20s living at your yard. Yeah. Or if you're listening, um, come down to 393 Skywalk of Porch Place between the Bay and Porch Place. It's free, 4 to 8 p.m. Rap studio. You can record, sing, whatever you want. Cool. Um, as well as dance. We have dancers. Uh, we have some swing workshops. Some pop in the lock in, traditional hip hop, uh, and then also some art. 
uh, happening there too. So, and it's any, any kid in that age group? Any kid in that age nice. group, just come down. It's free downtown in the core. Um, just just pop by. Right on. It's, uh, can't say that enough. Cool. All right, well, yeah, thanks. Good to have you on the show again. So, okay. Yeah, man. Hey, thank yeah. you for having me. For sure. Thanks a lot. Johnny, you're too bad. The movie is out first. The serious, furious, serious jeweler. The blurriest picture, the gnarliest ruler. The jury is out. Is the audience worthy? I body him fiercely. The Lord has no mercy. With dubious earnings, you would be worth things. This dubious work to the truth that your first breaks. Nothing said, not the first thing is nourishing. Thinking that holding the purse strings a sure thing. Many of those that were kings are now lurking. Used to clown folks, but at least they are working. I need to come up for air like I'm surfacing. Bars more golden than those that you're purchasing. Me and my compatriots are cold murdering. Here's 20 bucks, go get us a Burger King. Second lay it down on these gas Like one, two easy games Still needs to probably speaks for itself Streets ain't free Beats hooked up my eight more greedy Wide up two or four, you know he be Why that's bird bow in the meat movie And nickel picnic Move from me Rap style graduate with honors True school give a fuck about likes Dudes followers Bitches ain't vivid Versus timid Get play time You ain't on your minutes <laughs> Trash top behind a laptop With the wax smack Don't get slapped by Doesn't matter the who's who, I'm who, I got kids around better than you do. Compared to the veteran, put your head on the who do with daddy. 